0: I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, good morning and welcome to My Ed Tech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Saturday. Hopefully, anywhere it is that you are in the world right now, whether it's your morning or your afternoon, or maybe for some of you, it may be late evening, maybe early Sunday, if you're wherever it is that you may be joining us. Thank you, thank you so much for being part of our morning. And today, we have a wonderful, wonderful show with my great friend, Jamie Elman, who we will introduce in just a second but i just wanted to let you guys know that i'm just excited to be here every saturday and i just can't thank you enough for making my edtech life what it is today and today i definitely want to give a special shout out to a great sponsor uh you know one of our first sponsors so i just really want to thank uh grind ops coffee thank you so much to grind ops coffee for just your amazing uh swag and more than anything, also just the great creativity juice. Cause it definitely keeps the creativity flowing. so thank you so much, uh, for what you do, your service and, uh, just your amazing product. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And guys today, we're definitely going to be having a great chat today. Like I mentioned, we've got my great friend, Jamie Elman. We're excited. She's from Texas. I'm from Texas. So we're going to do some, a little bit of Texas talk here, Texas educator talk. So I'm really excited about that. Jamie, how are you today?
1: I am good. I'm so excited to be here with you. I've been looking forward to this all week.
0: Oh, my goodness. I am excited, too. I know that we caught up uh, a while back and everything. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about just a great show. And big shout out to Amanda Macias, who's joining us this morning Mm -hmm. from California. So thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Always being an amazing supporter of the show. And so, yeah, Jamie, I mean, I know we caught up. Maybe it might have been what, like almost two months ago or something like that. We got on a call and you know the the title of the show today is transition from classroom to platform and i'm just excited to hear your journey you know your journey through education and now that you've joined a platform a team maybe there's a platform the platform uh many of our our viewers and some of our, our friends may not know the platform yet but today they will know a little bit more about it so i'm just really really excited for today's show and all the amazing stuff that you're going to share today. So, let's go ahead and get started. Jamie, just for our audience members, those of uh, those of uh, you know, that are going to be re- listening to the show or re-watching the show, just go ahead and give yourself introduce yourself and give us your context in education.
1: Gosh. So, I am a career educator. I love saying that. Um, I gosh, it's so funny. I started teaching in 1990. 1990- well, I did my student teaching in 93, and I started teaching in 1995, and I'm working with people now, and you know, as a joke, once you reach a certain age, you kind of age say, oh, you probably weren't born then. I had a conversation with someone the other day that I'm working with right now, and I said, I, when I graduated, he lives where I graduated in Boulder, Colorado, and I said, oh, you probably weren't born yet, and he went, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm old enough to be your mom. I thought he was in his 30s maybe. I don't know. I I had no – I usually can figure out how old someone is. Anyway, so I, I started teaching forever ago. There was a chunk of time that I didn't teach because I was a, a work-at-home mom. But um, I – you know, I, my mom was a teacher. So it honestly, it's the one career that – it's the only career I've ever wanted to do. And it's – I went right to school. Um, when I after I graduated uh, high school, and wanted to become a teacher. I mean, there's never been anything else that I've wanted to do. I did do another job at one point when I was working from home. But um, so I've always been a teacher. And I love teaching. And even though I'm kind of not going to teach full time, I'm still involved in teaching. So I started teaching in Colorado back in 1995. And that's a whole. We'll get into that because you'll love that whole story about my first teaching job. But um, I just I've taught everything from English to police academy.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: I know we'll get we'll get to that when we're talking about that in a little bit. But okay. yeah, police academy, um, history. I mean, I've taught so many different things, and I just kind of I I, I love teaching, and I love being with kids. And so I've taught in Colorado and New Mexico. I just moved to Texas a year ago. So I have my y'all, my y'all saying down and and my my I I love my H E B. I I'm I'm really like loving my Texas my Texas experience, but i not from Texas, but I do love living here. But um and I taught last year here in Texas for a year. But to be honest, I have always been in the forefront with technology in the classroom. It's always been one of my passions Uh, anytime there's anything new i'm always doing it in my class i mean kind of before a lot of people i mean way back in the day like discovery education when that came out that was like the coolest thing and i was doing that in the classroom when i taught middle school so it's just it's always been such a perfect marriage that tech and my teaching. So I've always in the back of my mind have known that I want to do something with technology. So it just kind of I really lucked out in this experience, which oh. at some point, how I got here.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But I love that you said that. You know, career educator. That's the first time I ever hear somebody say that. Like I'm, a, you know, a career educator, and the fact that you show so much passion about it. I know we were talking a little bit prior to the show. So tell us a little bit about this. So you mentioned that you're all pretty much your whole family. They they are all educators. Can you tell me a little bit about how that was like? for you growing up you know surrounded by educators and by any chance did you ever have any of your own family be one of your teachers
1: well my dad sure tried to be my teacher (laughs) (laughs) my father is um he is a retired vascular surgeon and he's also probably my i come from this family of honestly like I guess I never realized that I kind of thought everyone had a family like mine where everyone is like, they're brilliant. I mean, everyone in my family, they're the smartest people that I've ever interacted with. I mean, truly, like they're all doctors and teachers, but even if they're doctors, they're teachers in their field as well. I mean, my one grandfather was a dentist and he was an inventor. He invented the first dental. He was a dentist. He invented the electro surge tool for dent in dentistry. Like, Elman International that's a whole my dad's side of the family that's a whole thing so brilliant crazy he was like the scientist in the basement all the time growing up creating <laughs> inventing things and my other grandfather was a gastroenterologist he was also the doctor of the 76ers for 25 or 30 years he was wow. he was the first doc like nba doctor he came up with that kind of idea that you know nba's like professional teams need to have team doctors so That's a whole other thing. So I grew up with these people who were super smart and creative. I mean, you know, New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle kind of brilliant. (laughs) So to me, my thirst for knowledge was always there. I loved reading. My parents read. I, I mean, to this day, I look forward to going to sleep to read, to get a book and dive into those worlds. So I have been a lifelong learner and I... I love learning and I'm passionate about it. So I had that. And my, like my grandmother was a piano teacher. My uncle is a jazz musician. So, I mean, I just had all of these really inspirational people in my life. So it just never crossed my mind to be anything but that. I mean, my, my younger brother is a cardiothoracic surgeon. (laughs) So I kind of always joke, like I'm just a teacher. And then everyone gets mad Mm -hmm. at me. They're like, I, I'm like, well, in my family, I joke about that. Like everyone else in my family is a doctor. I'm just a teacher, but, uh, and then everyone says, yeah, but I wouldn't, tr- I would trust my kids more with you than anyone else in the world. So you have like such an important role in this life. But oh, wow. uh, yeah, so I grew up, I always wanted to be a teacher. I thought it was cool. I mean, my mom ran a school out of my house for ski racers. I, I grew up in Vermont ski racing. So she had a little tutorial school. so. It just has always been a part yeah. of me. I know. I that to, is, that that's is so
0: cool, nice. <laughs> Jamie. And that's what I love. See, and that's what I love about this show, that you get to learn so much about people. And, like, for example, myself, you know, following you on Twitter, we follow each other on Twitter and everything like that. But, you know, it's different. I mean, we follow – but when we have an actual conversation and get to know you and see, like, your background, and now I see – that passion, like you're <laughs> describing, you're you're just really immersed into this world of learning and just piquing your curiosity at all times and things of that sort. That is just a, amazing. So I've learned yeah, some wonderful stuff,
1: and that's what I want. My, like I every day, like that's what I bring into the classroom, and I want kids, whether they're and I call all of my students my kids. They know that, like yeah. I love them, and I, you know they're my. I tell them on the first day of school. You need to know that you are now mine. I call you my kids. So when people ask me, are you talking about your students? Or no, I'd be like, no, well, no, my two. Or my, you know, step. I have four with my stepkids. But um, I, I want kids to have that. And a lot of kids don't have that passion. They don't, they're not excited to come to school and learn. And so I've always made that be a priority in my classroom and in life and with my kids as well. I, I want people to love learning. I want people to hear a word and not know what it is and look it up. I mean, I I do that all the time. And I'm, you know, I say things, I'm all day long, I'm looking things up, like, you'll laugh at this. We drove by the other day, like an IHOP and I turned to my boyfriend and I said, I wonder when the first IHOP came out. When do you think the first one? You know, I just, I can't stop wondering about things. So I look it up and I was, it was, I said, when do you think it is, you know, so. I am the all day long thinking and passionate about learning so
0: oh I love it I love it so <laughs> Jamie talk, okay so we we we've got that the the roots of that love and that passion for education and growing up and like you said you know very important making your students feel loved feel wanted feel like they belong and providing that that uh, psychological safety there, that they know that they're in a safe space. Uh, but just before we get a little bit more into that, I just kind of want to know, like, what at what point, you know, being, I know you were surrounded by just some amazing, uh, you know, educators within their fields, uh, maybe not necessarily, you know, in, in the K through 12 setting, but of course, like you said, doctors and educators. But what was the, the one point that you, at what point did you say, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do? as a career, like, or was it something that you said, no, this is this is it, this is what I'm gonna do? Like was or was there that one little instance when you said, that's what I want to be?
1: I think I just always had so many good experiences. And again, the high school that I went to was unlike most high schools, I mean there are 75 kids in the whole school, um, this private boarding school for ski racers. And I had just had some of again the most creative, talented teachers. Now I will say, I don't think I was probably a hundred percent prepared for college. Like most kids who go to public school where there are standards and things that kids have to learn. Cause I have cool teachers. Like I had this one teacher named Mitch and he was this total like hippie and had us read these things. He was my humanities teacher. And he had us read things like the way of the peaceful warrior. I mean, no one knows what that book is, but like, I'm, instead of reading, you know, I don't even know what normal kids read in like regular, like 11th and 12th grade <laughs> English classes. I, I, so I had such cool experiences like that and just watching teachers be able to, um, you know, create these curriculum that they of things that they wanted to be able to teach and that kids were really interested in. I just, honestly, it was forever. I mean, I just always wanted to do that. And I will say this will make you laugh in my baby book, when I'm maybe in kindergarten, um, my parents always said I was extremely bossy and like to tell everyone what to do. So I pretty much just picked the job that fit my personality because I get to boss around a bunch of kids all day <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm joking, like I'm not like, but still, I mean, that's what a teacher does. You come in and you get to be in charge and you get to tell everyone. My dad always told me I should go into the military, but I think being a teacher is kind of similar. So I get to tell everyone what to do in my classroom. So nice. it was kind of a natural like evolution for me. Yeah. And
0: my personality. Oh, that is great. <laughs> now, Now, getting into teaching, like you said, Okay, so you went to to college and, you know, you didn't go through, I guess, like a a conventional, I guess, or I don't want to say normal K through 12, but just like, you know, I guess what you would see. Mm
1: -hmm. So you
0: said you missed on some of the standards you went to college. So once you went to college, you got your prep and everything done. My question to you is, what is something you wish you knew before you started teaching? Like when you actually going into the classroom.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I think probably for me, because I I didn't learn this until I got my master's degree. I really wish I had learned a lot more about the different types of learners in the classroom. Um, Metacognition, which I know is that big kind of word that some people like to use, but truly for me, that was like such an aha moment because I'm a visual learner. I, literally like when people talk to me sometimes i mean everyone in my life knows this i look at them and i'm just like i don't i don't know what you just said to me <laughs> it was way too long and i didn't hear it like i need to see things so when i real i i really think this should be spent there should be so much more time spent on this because i think that kids when when kids when you can teach students how to understand how they best learn and as a teacher you are truly teaching to all the different types of learners in your classroom, they're more engaged and they wanna come to your classroom and they wanna learn. Um, I talk a lot with my students about, you have to hear it, see it, say it, do it in order to really learn it. And that's what I really learned when I got my master's degree about four years into teaching. And honestly, it changed how I taught. I think it explained to me why I like doing the things that I did and, and how visual I was. And I think that's why I really like technology because kids can be interactive with it and they get to do it and see it and hear it and say they, I mean, truly it's how kids learn best, especially in this generation where they have their phones and TikTok and Snapchat and all of that. So I think that's something that I really think every teacher should know before they go into the classroom. I mean, you're so unprepared if you don't focus on that and really think about that every single day you're in the classroom.
0: Yeah, you're right. And like you said, right now, Amanda, who just put in the comments is kids have to experience it too. And that's, I think one of the things like right now that I am seeing that I've learned from the last 18 months, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that, too, like your experience with that. But it's creating those learning experiences like, you know, like you're mentioning, like, you know, multimodal learning, you know, trying to hit on multiple uh, facets of that learning to really engage those lessons. But creating that environment, fostering that environment of creativity as well. And, of course, using the tech as a tool to enhance that that definitely can elevate what a teacher can already does great and just add that additional seasoning to that great lesson now with a great tool that can help you redefine and it can help you augment the learning too as well. So That's something that's wonderful. So we'll talk a little bit there as -hmm. far as uh, the tech is concerned. But I mean, you're speaking my language. I mean, your experience, like I said, you know, I didn't grow up like, you know, with with a family of educators. I went through this college of business. But, you know, the passion that you share for education and just hearing you talk, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's so cool to talk to, you know, so many people that are passionate, you know, because I felt I never wanted to be a teacher, but I fell into teaching and absolutely fell in love. And, you know, everything that you're talking about, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and it's great. So I love and, you it. Know, <laughs> you know
1: what else I think is really important that I that I think, and I think it came out a lot more this year, the whole social emotional, you know, mm-hmm. SEL, social emotional learning. I've always done that. And so for me, it, it kind of is funny to me that to hear all of these, how many people have realized how important it is to have relationships with your kids. And I've kind of been like, what, what else have y'all been doing? Because <laughs> for yes. me, I established, like, that's the most important thing. And I've really done it a lot more, really focused on it a lot more in the last few years where they come into my classroom. I don't want to sit and tell them the rules of my classroom and what we're going to, I want to, you, you need to have a relationship with your kids. Your kids need to, they might not necessarily all have to like you, but they want to, They need to be able to respect you and realize that you care about them. And when you have that and you establish those, those bonds, those trust, I I mean, then you can start teaching them, but there are too many teachers who come in every year and they're immediately like, okay, here are the rules. This is what we're going to do. But kids don't want to hear that. So I've come up with some different activities on those first few days. I want them to know I'm so happy that you're here. Like I am so excited to know you to have you to spend time with you and then you can do the other stuff but if yes. you, you know so i think that's really important too. yes
0: no i agree with you 100 i always said like the return on investment will be great the more time you invest in getting to know them and like very much like you when you mentioned sel you know coming from a marketing background like marketing is all i knew and so to me with marketing when i did my first job it was all about customer service personalizing sales and all that so i told people i was like man i was doing the personalized learning way before it even became cool and m- much like you i'm like what has everybody else been doing like i thought I that this was this was what we were supposed to do but yeah. you know but it the the great part is you you learn things you bring in things from your experiences and then all of a sudden you just start seeing, you know, how we can add and how we can teach and how we can still continue learning to better our practice. And that's the best part. So Jamie, I wanted to ask you also, as an educator in the years of education, what was your biggest edu kryptonite? Like what was like the thing that just kind of like, like made you weak, deflated you, whether maybe, I don't know throwing it out there. You know, I I always told myself when I close my door, I'm in my domain. I am my teacher, the master of that, you know, and having some fun. But when you open the door, that means the administrative floodgates are open, but I don't know, maybe something along that way, or was there something else that you saw as your edu (laughs) kryptonite?
1: I think for me, um, I, one of the things, and I hate to be like negative. I think one of the things that's hard is that depending on where you're teaching, um, sometimes the admin isn't like working all together and you may have someone, maybe it's your instructional coach or whoever it is, who is working on, um, I don't know, their national board certification. And then they have some things particular that they want to work on. And I feel like a lot of times, even though I understand that admin has their roles and they, they have to set those smart goals for the years and, you know, your 90 day plan, whatever it is. I feel like sometimes that takes away from teachers and being able to do our job when we have to focus on these added elements that I don't think sometimes are necessarily important to the instruction in my classroom and benefit it benefits my kids. So I would get frustrated when it you know you had to figure just on top of everything that you have to do already as a teacher. And then I have to figure out a way to do, I don't even know. I can't think of a very good example, but yes. I don't, I'm sure you know what I mean. Yes. And, and it's not that, um, it, you know, and I don't blame them. I mean, they have their jobs to do as well, but uh, so I have a hard time when things don't align with what I'm supposed to be doing in my classroom. And then there are, they're just the external noise. Like you said, um, I, I want yeah, that's hard for
0: me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get you. I totally get you. I, I've always been a believer and very much like you, you know, being in the classroom for 11 years, oftentimes it was, you know, you come in, you you have your expectations, and then all of a sudden they just pile stuff on, oh, additional right. stuff, additional yeah. stuff, additional stuff. And and as the years go have gone by and as my role has transitioned and, you know, doing a lot more studying, a lot more research and, you know, connecting with other educators, you know, I found there's some educators or administrators, you know, that offer a great practice that, you know, if I'm going to give something else to a teacher to do, is there something that I can remove from them? So at least they feel like, okay, this might be substituting this, but that's one less thing you need to do. But that way we can focus on this and try to alleviate and and remove some of those things that are no longer sustainable or measurable or, you know, at, at, at that given time, to again, just put them at ease because I mean, once you're in the classroom, I mean, you get rolling and like you said, you know, sometimes you get that, that additional noise that comes in that, I mean, we all have to do it, but you know, just help us out a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's nice when, when the, like your school plan aligns with what you already do in the classroom. Yeah, Like you, you know how it is. You show up those first few days and you're like, okay, so what are we working on this year? And sometimes you're like, okay, that's cool. I do that already. And sometimes you're like, how the heck am I going to do I mean, you know, I think English and social studies have it easier sometimes. You know, I know there was one year like focusing on informational text, but then it's like and then you'll be given those things. But then it's up to you to figure out how to do that in your classroom. So, um, you know, it's sometimes it's hard. It's hard when you're a teacher and you have those extra things that you have to do. So uh, that probably is one of my was
0: one of my frustrations. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, I love this. Amanda says, like a buffet, don't eat it all of or you'll be stuffed. Or yeah, don't eat it all. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Love it. <laughs> all right. Jamie, well, let's let's talk a little bit more now. Like, you know, of course, we, we we got to know you a little bit more, your background in education, and so on. And as as everybody has seen, you know, the title of the show is definitely called Transition from Classroom to platform. So talk to us a little bit about this journey and now we'll we'll finally mention, you know, the the company that you're working for and so on. I just kind of wanted to keep it a surprise just so you can go ahead and let maybe people who may be connecting with you or maybe there's some people out there that did not know about this transition. Today you can go ahead and share that with them, but I would love for you to I guess the your experience and saying okay, you know, why am I moving or you know what 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 played into making the decision into moving you know onto a platform and doing uh, I guess this change in Mm -hmm. in your job now the transition all right so tell us a little bit about that
1: okay well I guess I'll start with you know my life is so different now that I'm an official empty nester I have a the like I said there's four kids between us and they're all adults our baby is 19 and she's a soccer player at Portland State University. So I'm you know with that comes lots of change, which is why it was easy for me to be able to kind of sell my house in Albuquerque and move here. Um, but you know, there's always, I have known that there's always something else besides teaching that I wanna do. And I really have always wanted to go teach. I mean, my dream job besides what I'm doing right now would be to teach, work with student teachers at in in like the school of education and college because like I love having student teachers. I feel like I have a lot to offer um, and I just have always enjoyed being a mentor and doing that. So, but I just can't go, I can't go get my PhD. I know I don't have to have it to do that but that's just something that's always been. So that was one thing I've always wanted to do but this whole being able to do work with technology and help teachers use technology and their meaningful technology in their classroom. Because you know that when this when technology first really started to kind of emerge in education, that was an issue when you'd have a lot of people who would use it just to use it, but weren't using it effectively, right? Like they when you first were being told you have to use technology in your classroom. I mean, even people using Promethean boards, I mean, that was like, <laughs> some teachers were like, I do not want this. Give me my overhead projector and my white, you, you know, your dry rate. What are, what are those pens? That might yeah. be the dry
0: rays, transparencies, yeah. all that good stuff.
1: I know how to do that. And it's easy. You know, so for me, it's funny to think now, like a Promethean board was like those what, are, what else do you call them what do people call them magic boards I, I don't know
0: yeah yeah magic boards smart, uh, smart, yeah, smart boards, boards too yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it's funny that those were like overwhelming to people. Meanwhile I'm like this is so cool Wait I can be on my computer and you know I, I've always embraced that um so I, I just have always been I have always known that I want to do something with that. I knew I didn't want to be an, inst- my experiences up until this last year, instructional coaches a lot of times don't, I-, I thought maybe that's what I wanted to be. But as you may know, and maybe it's changed, but in my previous schools, the instructional coach usually ended up doing way more than being an instructional coach. They ended up being like the SAT chair and the 504 chair and in, and in charge of PD and, and didn't get to actually work with teachers in the classroom and, and really help mentor. And that's what I wanted to do. So I knew that if I got into one of those jobs, there were there's so much more to it. You don't ever get to just be working with teachers in the classroom and all of that. So I never went to do that. So but I just have always known that this is something that I wanted to do. Um, And I just, I think I really kind of lucked out that it happened the way that it did um, we started a family business here and it was so busy when we first started. So I basically decided that I wasn't going to go back to teaching because I thought we needed help with that. As soon as I made that decision, I was interviewed for like EdTech Magazine and then a couple people saw that and then did some podcasts. And so from that, I met people from this company called The Juice, which a lot of people do not know about, which I'm so excited to talk about, Um, thejuicelearning.com is the website. And uh, it's, we can talk about it in a little bit. But basically, they kind of, Cam Elkins got in touch with me and wanted to interview me for a podcast. And when I started looking at this platform, I was just like, where has this been? It's brand new. It really just has been around since February of this year. That's why a lot of people don't know about it. But man, I wish I had it this whole last school year. Um, it is in, it, to, to give you a, a short version of it, it's basically um, we create on a daily basis um, original content that we, it's current events. So there are up to six articles. There you go. Yeah, engaging content engages learners. So there you go. That's perfect. I'm just going to read this. Students read today's news in 10 to 20 minutes interacting with Informational text, practicing digital media literacy skills, and answering standard-based questions while sharpening their reading comprehension and critical thinking skills. And teachers get like the most amazing data. So when I took one look at that, I immediately was like, what? Are you kidding me right now? I would have used this every single day in my classroom. So after I did my interview with them, my podcast, when we were like off the record, I said, are you guys hiring? (laughs) I want to work for you. And they were kind of like, really? And I said, I'm not teaching. I'm not coming back to teaching next year. And we just could, they kind of looked at me and they were like, well, how, how, how would you, where do you see yourself in this? Like, what would you see yourself doing? (laughs) We had a conversation about that. And then Cam and I had a couple more conversations. He went back and talked to everyone and I sent them some stuff that I created uh, that I would use in the classroom with their content. And they were like, wow, this is amazing. And, and then bef- that was a few months ago. And before you know it, they were like, we want to hire you. We want you to work for us. We, we really, we love your passion and your experience and your connections that you have with people. And it honestly is like the perfect marriage of everything that I love and I'm passionate about is in this platform. I, I mean, truly, in every teacher that I've shown it to. I mean, I showed it to you. You got the experience. You were like, "This is awesome. This is so cool." So I am now working for the company, um, and I'm more than just kind of like a salesperson. I am really helping them with even developing it. um You know, we we have so many things that we're working on, and so excited to bring to everyone. We have. A new trial version that co- is coming on monday so next week is going to be really fun with some giveaways and i'll be starting a new ed chat that will be every other week and i probably will have you come and be a host
0: yeah monday. there you go so there's a lot that.
1: that's going to happen but i'm really excited to just share it with people because as you know teachers i think the coolest thing about teachers is that we love sharing stuff we want everyone we want all of our friends to have the cool stuff, you don't find something and keep it to yourself. That's not how teachers are. So when you find something that you love and you're passionate about, it's like you shout it to the rooftop. I mean, that's what Twitter's all about—is our PLN, our PLF, and you know, getting excited to share things with everyone. So, you know, I think um, I think it's been a really organic kind of journey for me to bring me to this place where I was just was like, oh hey, you should hire me. And they were like, okay, we will
0: hire you. <laughs> and uh, here we am. <laughs> yeah. But see, you know, that's so great, you know, and for all educators that are out there, you know, I mean, it's just, I think these last 18 months have definitely uh, sharpened us, you know, and, and, you know, it's like iron sharpens iron, you know, uh, some of us, you know, were thriving, some of us, you know, learned some great new tools and great new uh, practices and so on. And Right now, I mean, it's just ed tech, you know, educational technology due to the last 18 months, you know, and seeing the growth, the exponential growth. I mean, there are definitely companies that are looking for educators, because of that experience, that you know, being in the classroom, and like you said, uh, Jamie, all of your experience, what you brought to the table, the way that you developed, you know, your resources, the way that you brought that passion and so on to educators and and you, to your students. Most importantly, making that impact. Now, you know, putting yourself out on social media and connecting with people, and of course, getting the you know showcased in EdTech Magazine you know, the doors that, that have opened up. And that that's just amazing, you know, that now educators, it, it's you can have your foot into in so many things in so many areas now, and make a greater impact. So I am so happy for you, my friend, because of yeah. this opportunity that you're having to that that energy, that passion that you bring, now you're putting it here into the juice. And now, You know, like I said, having a larger reach and that I think and I don't know if you've even thought about that. Maybe you have. But to me, I'm like, wow, as a teacher, just having that that reach and that impact, Mm -hmm. it's amazing, you know.
1: Well, and the exciting thing is that we and we we've been calling it my my Texas roadshow. I get to go, I know, but really, I mean, that's what I'm going to start working on soon. I'm going to come, we're going to get to hang out because I am literally now I'm focusing on, so where I used to teach in Albuquerque, obviously I have a lot of teacher friends there, but so New Mexico and Texas will be kind of like my full on, it is super simple and teacher friendly. It is. And listen, anyone who's on here who wants to get a, you know, check it out and have me show it to you please, you know, you can go to Twitter and, and DM me. Um, and they love it. I, I got to. Um, so I was asked, how are students responding to it? Um, I used it this summer. So this summer I got to teach. So I'm still teaching, by the way, I got a job this summer working for Austin Community College in the Upward Bound program, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. some yes. people are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it you know, it's For people who don't know, it's a federally funded program for first-generation college-bound students, and I had the best time this summer teaching. So, and I'm still going to be working with ACC this summer. So I'm still—that's how I'm still teaching. I want to make sure everyone knows, even though I'm not full-time teaching, I can't give up being with babies all year long. And I'm also mentoring, um, in a, in the Ascend program too, as well. So I'm, I'm still so doing that. So y-
0: your kids, your kids got a little older though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. I mean, we had so much, last night was the, the banquet for our program and Aww. I cried. Like it was so cool to see these kids and they talked about what they learned this summer, but they absolutely loved it. I mean, they, every day for my bell ringer, because I was kind of short on time, it was only like an hour long class, but I had three classes a day. And the first thing they would do, I would either tell them an article that I wanted them to read out of the the six. Um, Well, yeah, there's a video and things like that. But um, I either would say, hey, pick two that you're interested in and let's share out, or I would assign them one if there's something I wanted them to read about. And their homework was to read an issue, like one full issue, um, two issues a week. And the thing for me that I love is that what we pride ourselves on and what our, as part of our mission at The Juice is that we, our original content is unbiased news, which is really difficult to find. And and that's really kind of how this all came about was that in this day and age with, where the me- there's so much more commentary in the media Um, and fake news and all of that, that to be able to have students be involved in reading current events, it's hard. If you just say, hey, go read a current event article, they have a hard time finding that online. So for us to provide that for students and it's differentiated at four different levels, but it's written for kids. Which then leads to these conscious conversations that you can have in the classroom where you're talking. I felt comfortable and safe in having my kids read about what's going on in the world from the juice because I know I know who's writing it. We have an unbelievable team of educators and journalists um, with years and years of experience who meet daily to write this content for kids. So. There's just nothing out there on the market like this. And so my kids loved it. We had such awesome conversations and we talked about some things, honestly, that I normally might be a little nervous about talking about because I don't know where they're getting their information from. So to know where it's coming from and know it's written for them was just like, it was so cool. The kids they loved it. I mean, they, they all talked about how much they love the juice.
0: <laughs> and I, I love, like you said, you know, it's just, it's important to have those conversations in the classroom. And then when everybody is on the same text set and you're reading something and, you know, it's also differentiated where everybody can participate in the conversation and it's not, you know, sometimes, you know, through practice, maybe prior to COVID it's like, okay, we're going to do differentiated instruction where maybe, some students get a completely different article, and then they they kind of are left out, and maybe they can't be part of that conversation because mm-hmm. it's not the same article. Here, it's like everybody gets to the same information; yeah. they all get to participate, and that's one of the things that's really great because you're creating that learning experience and you're creating that environment where everybody can participate and that's that's an amazing thing so i love it i love it
1: i mean and you know and i i think that you'll i know you'll agree with me one of my goals also as a teacher i feel like i'm more of a mom than a teacher a lot of times i want my kids to be good people i mean uh, on my teacher page like misselman.com there's this quote about some kids are smarter than you some kids have cooler clothes than you blah 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 but be the kind kid. I'm sure you've, I don't know if you've seen that before, but that's like my quote on my misselman.com like teacher page. It's not really for education. I mean, like uh, ed tech stuff, but that's what uh, where I would send my kids. And so I try and teach kids. I- I'm a mother too. Like I can't help it. I've been a mom. So so I want my students to be kind and 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 really and good citizens. I want to help them become better citizens and become more empathetic. And one of the ways that you can do that is to talk about what's going on in the world. And when the kids can see other people's life experiences and read about that, I mean, that truly, how can you not become more empathetic when you learn about the lives of other people and what's going on in the world? So I think there's that element of it that I really like as well, to be able to have those kind of conversations. Um, So that's really important to me. It's not even like so when this is why when people talk about learning loss this year, it makes my um, it makes my blood boil a little bit, because when I think about all the things that my kids learn this year. They learn more than they probably have ever learned, honestly. I mean, the things that they can now do on a computer. I mean, my kids this summer can go create their own Google sites. They can. uh, I mean, there's just so much. And they I think that they there was so much that happened in the world over the last year that they learned about. So, again, being able to talk about those things in the classroom is really important. And I know a lot of teachers are afraid to do that. So we help that we help teachers with that.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And I did get a chance to meet with you and Cam and go over it and everything. And honestly, like for anybody listening or rewatching to or the show, I mean, definitely go check it out. It's definitely worth the checkout. And you'd be surprised, you know, just the the simplicity of the platform. Now, keep in mind, guys, it's like sometimes platforms, you think, well, it, it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that and so on. But, you know, in its essence and back to just keeping it simple, this platform offers you really what it is that you need to just have some amazing classroom discussions and more than more importantly too for your students to be able to work on those skills, you know, the the, the reading, it's differentiation, uh, you know, and of course, you know, you get to work on inferencing skills, you get all sorts of stuff. So please make sure that you do check out the platform. It's definitely worth your time to check it out. And again, reach out to, to Jamie also as well, you know, she'll definitely be able to help you out and answer any questions and so on. So I'm very happy say, with that.
1: And I'll say, and I'm gonna add in here, um,
0: yeah, Amanda says she's unsubscribing to the term learning loss. I unsubscribed I from that a long time a long ago. Time that ago that me. word, that word is my kryptonite. Like seriously, yes, like, that word, should, like that word learning loss. I was like cuz to me that's completely arbitrary. I was like somebody at at the the state says, "Oh, there's learning loss." I was like it was there really. I mean, some of these numbers, you know, I don't know, but that's just me. our,
1: you know, our <laughs> U.S. history kids on their star test that they took this year. We had at our school like a ninety-one percent pass rate. So I don't think there was learning loss. We did our we we our kids learned stuff this year, um, but you know, and the other part that I want to just point out for anyone listening, if you if you're interested, I think that the other strength of this um, learning platform, and we do truly call it a learning platform, is the data that you can get. You get to you get data about how your kids are doing on their quest because there's questions they're standards based questions that are aligned to every single question that's asked they are um, the reading comprehension critical thinking skills but that you get data so you can actually go in to the teacher portal and click on the learning portal the learning standard panel and see data you can see how your kids are doing based on particular standards. So you may have a kid who's struggling and you can look through and it'll show you everyone that every question they get wrong. And you can say, all right, so this kid absolutely needs to practice on their, you know, inferencing skills. Whatever it is, it tells you exactly that. And again, I know that's something that teachers are faced with. Everyone's about to get there in a few weeks where you have to figure out, okay, these are my this is what I'm setting out for my student goals for the year. And again, then we're always faced with, okay, well then what data do you have to prove that? And that's hard as a teacher, but guess what? With the juice, you get that information. I mean, truly you get da- actionable, You ha- you're given actionable data that you get and you can say, look, this kid, this is where his reading level was. This is what he was doing at the beginning of the year. And now he's at this. And it's like, that alone yeah. was like, that mind-blowing emoji to me. Again, I wish that I've had this for years because I just think so many teachers, I mean, every, like I said, every teacher that has seen it is like, this is incredible. And so that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to work with them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. But I love it. You know, just hearing your story today, just you growing up and having our audience members and our listeners just get to know you a little bit more, your background and everything that you've been talking. I mean, everything just, it's so amazing. Just that educator heart that you have, that passion for education that you brought into the classroom, you're bringing into, you know, higher ed and, and, you know, the community college as well. And then now transitioning onto a platform and bringing all that to them. I mean, it's just amazing like hearing your journey and I hope that many of our educator friends that are listening are also just feeling inspired to say, "Hey, you know what? There there are opportunities to, you know, be able to to grow." you know, from classroom to platform as well. And it's just a matter of looking, seeing what is out there, something that may fit your, your, your niche, your strengths, and so on. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of companies that are out there moving into the ed tech or educational ed tech That are definitely going to be looking out for those teachers that are connected that are putting their stuff up on social media so you know it's one of those things just put yourself out there guys don't don't hesitate
1: (laughs) that's the honestly that is the one piece of advice i think if you were to ask my two kids what's something what's the best piece of advice your mom ever gave you i have raised my kids and i live a life of the worst they can do is say no you can't be afraid. You cannot be afraid. You know, in our um, Upward Bound uh, um, banquet last night, there was this awesome Denzel Washington video. It was like a, um, a college uh, speech that he gave and he was talking about, don't ever, you know, when uh, when you die in your grave, don't have the ghosts of, um, of your past, um, of where you... things that you didn't do i I, am not wording it very well but don't ever regret you know the the ghost of your of regrets or something like that you know honestly i I live my life that way i'm never afraid to ask for something that i want because again i I like this job (laughs) they literally said you need to hire me i think you should hire me and they were like okay i mean and if they said no then okay they said but at least i asked and i wouldn't ever be afraid, and I I teach my students that as well. The worst they can do is say no. So there you go. got to put yourself out there. If you want something, you manifest it. Do a little board, put your little pictures up, and think about it every single day. And you know, no one should be in a, in a job where they're unhappy. You need to be passionate about what you're doing so it's really important
0: love it that is some great great advice there my friend well we're all we're almost uh done here on time and winding down but here are my two favorite questions to ask my audience members here at the end and so jamie if you can have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why
1: you know what it'd probably be what i just said uh, honestly, it would be mm-hmm. like me being like the worst they can do is say no, always ask, like something like mm-hmm. that. Because I think that I think people forget that you get so caught up in your life, and people are no one should live a life being afraid and unhappy. Like, that's just not our life is so short. I know that's so cliche, but it's true. You need to wake up every morning and be excited about what you're going to do for the day. I mean, I have been looking forward to this for since we agreed. Yeah. I'm mean, like i we I could sit and talk with you all day long about education. So I know I'm doing the right thing in my life because I love it so much. So oh,
0: I love it. I love that that you said, I think that's a great billboard just to put out there as everybody drives by say, "What's the worst that can happen?" Or you know, is yep. just, just say no. I mean, what's the worst? I mean, there, like there's
1: that else. what's that Wayne Gretzky quote you I always get it wrong. You only miss you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly that what it is. And-
0: that's a good one too, right there. We can we can have we can do two billboards, like one of those duplex or one on one side, one on the other side. Perfect. All right. And the last question, my friend, if this was your podcast and you were interviewing me, what would be or what would be a question that you'd like to ask me? Wow, that kind of rhymed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would like to. I would ask you, what exactly is your dream? Like, if you really had a total dream job what would it like what would your title be what what would you do
0: oh my total dream job would be to interview educators every single day <laughs> i would love to just give this platform over just to people like you as i get to do every week and just do it do it for a living i mean and just connecting educators and having people know educators and building those platforms and i know there are other shows that that you know, do do the same thing, but I don't know. I I just that would be my dream job to yeah, be able
1: to be so good at it. I mean I, <laughs> you have you have the best like honestly just the best energy and you're so smart and I love talking with you so much. I mean after like that for per- yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes. you, Amanda. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> for those of right. you, for those of you listening, Amanda, my friend Amanda Massia's put here. Goat! Exclamation point! All caps. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. Wait, I, mean, I, I want no there. Okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: <laughs> no, and I mean this is just a passion of mine. I think it's just being a connector and connecting with educators. And but you know what? That stems from very similar to you, and that's why I like when when you were talking about how you were as. As a, a young child, you know, and you're growing up in your household. I mean, for myself, I just have this thirst for knowledge and learning, and I think that the best way that I can do that is just go straight to the source. And so, a lot of people sometimes ask, like, "Oh, you're the guests that you have," and so on. You know, uh, it, it's been a while uh, for a while. There, there, there were people that are reaching out to me, but now I'm, I, I, I'm the one. Like you said, what's the worst they can say is no? I reach out to those people that. I've learned something from or want to connect with because I'm just, I just want to pick their brain. I want to know their experiences. I want people to get inspired by them too, and then see what knowledge nuggets I can take that I can go ahead and add to my practice and add that additional seasoning to do to what I'm doing. So, yeah. So we're all
1: people like, that's the thing. Like some people get so hung up on people's titles like, I, I don't, that doesn't scare me. I'm going to talk to anyone. I mean, I, I just think we are all humans. And therefore, I don't care if you have 75,000 followers. If I'm interested in talking to you, I'm going to send you a message to be like, hey, or I, I comment. I'm not, people have to stop living their lives being afraid. The yeah. worst you can do is say no. And exactly.
0: Like, and I, be, no. Yeah. Honest,
1: I think more times than not, people say yes, live a life of yes
0: for sure. I love it. Oh my goodness, my friend. It's been man, this time it flew by. This conversation was great, but I want to thank you Jamie for just the work that you're doing more than anything, too, also just the passion, your heart that you have and just the way that you continue to seek that knowledge and just continue to work hard. And so I want to thank you for for what you're doing and what you're about to do, you know, now that you are part of the juice and just being able to reach out and and uh, have I guess that extended impact, yeah. you know, and that's just amazing because there's are definitely going to be a lot of students that are going to have a great experience with this platform. So I'm really excited to, you know, follow, yeah. follow, follow you, and follow up. And, yeah. you know, it's just been great uh, having you here. So I did share you know, your Twitter uh, handle here. Is there any other place where maybe our audience members, our viewers can uh, go ahead and connect with you aside from Twitter?
1: No, I mean, that and then at the juice and I mean, either one of those places you can you can get me can
0: perfect. Get of well, That's I'll, my main things where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely be popping those links okay. into the show notes guys. So, um, Jamie again, thank you so much. I appreciate thank you being you. here for all our audience members. Those of you watching live, thank you so much for making us part of your morning for these, you know, for this about 50, 55 minutes or so. Perfect. I appreciate you guys. Uh, for those of you that are going to be re-watching or re or listening to the show later on, please make sure you click on all the links so you can follow Jamie, so you can go ahead and check out the juice also. It is some sweet juice that you're going to get ready to squeeze once you get into that website. You're going to definitely – check out the goods there. So make sure you follow them and make sure that you also give us some feedback guys, go to our webpage at myedtech.life. give us a review, contact us, let us know what we're doing. Great. Let us know what we can work on. Maybe if you are interested in being a guest, please make sure you reach out to us guys. Again, what's the worst that can happen? Say no. I hardly ever say no guys. I want to learn. I want to learn from everybody. So contact us guys. I appreciate you. And again, As always, we do or I do what I do because of you guys. I want to make sure that we bring you the best and, again, most importantly, connect you with other passionate educators that you can follow and that you can go ahead and uh, connect with. That's what it's all about. So until next time, my friends, I appreciate every one of you. Till next time, stay techie, my friends.